This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone! Oh my gosh, we're back at the shores! (sighs) My friends, this is the beginning of the end. Well, firstly, my name is Dara and this is Dear Hallmark. This is my space where we talk about our favorite made-for-TV movie networks and all of the movies and TV shows and happenings that are going on with them, a la UpTV, Hallmark Channel, and GAC. So today, we are back at the shores for episode one of the final season, season six of Hallmark's, in my opinion, best show to cross that network, Chesapeake Shores. Oh! Oh gosh, I still feel it in my stomach. I can't. Well, let's get into it. What did Hallmark give us for this first episode? So we are in the emergency room because if you remember, season five ended with Connor dropping down of a heart attack. So we are in the emergency room. Connor had a heart attack and the family is there. Abby is trying to call Jess, but Jess isn't picking up because she's with David. You know, David is all out of sorts because he's finding out that his dad fled the country and is under investigation for some sketchy dealings with his investments and stuff like that. So Jess is concerned with that and she wasn't answering her phone. And so the family's there. Um, They finally hear from the doctor and the doctor says that Connor has some heart problems. There were some blood clots and stuff. And so he has to undergo, Connor has to undergo a significant lifestyle change. No alcohol. He has to go on a restricted diet. He needs to exercise. And he's really going to be under observation. It's going to take about eight weeks, like a couple of months for him to get back to 100%. And so, and he's going to have to be on blood thinners as well. And so when I heard that, I'm thinking, hmm, eight weeks, there's 10 episodes in this. So are they going to, like, will he not be, will he be recovering from most of this season? Or are they going to speed through? Like, I'm curious the timeline that the rest of the season is going to take now that we know that it's going to take eight weeks for Connor to recover. That was a question that I had. Also, I noticed that they changed the actress who played Margaret. While um, they did a good job in replacing her and giving some similar features in terms of her curly hair and her stature and whatnot, there's you can still tell that it's a different actress that plays Margaret. It's not as drastic as like the Aunt Vivian switch up in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but you excuse me, you can still notice. So on Abby's side, we remember that we left her storyline. She called someone saying she wants to give it a try, but we don't know yet. 
So then Jay shows up and Bree and Jess are talking, you know, talking about it. And she's like, oh, okay. She called uh, Jay and Jess, she finally ends up getting to the hospital. She's like, oh, I was team Evan. Dang. And then in a little bit, Evan shows up with Mandrake. So like now we're just, we, we, as the audience still don't know who she chose. And then the sisters ask her and she's, you know, playing coy. So we still don't know. Can I just say Mandrake is an unsung hero within this cast? He is the constant. I love him. The show would not be the same without Mandrake. Now, this this is a spoiler alert. So if you haven't listened to the first, if you haven't watched the first episode yet, I am going to spoil it. This is your warning right now. So you can cut my podcast off here. Cut the episode off here. Go watch the first episode and then come back and let's talk about it so there's conflict between mom and dad because you know dad is saying oh this other dude carter is he offered you this position at the getty because he's trying to get with you and now mom like dad said some not so cool things to him and mom's just not having it with dad right now and and mandrake and kevin have a moment as Kevin is um, on the phone with Sarah giving her updates, Mandrake has this small moment where he he just asks Kevin, Afghanistan or Iran? Which, or no, I, he, I think he switched it around. But the fact that Mandrake could tell that Kevin was in the armed forces. And the first act ends, we know who Abby called. All right, this is y'all's second warning for spoilers. If you haven't paused yet, you gotta, here we go. So, the way that they revealed who Abby called, I loved it. So, Evan's in the car with Mandrake. And Evan's like, ugh, I have 35 voicemails. What in the world? And Mandrake said, sir, would you like me to, you know, run interference and see what if there's anything you need to respond back to immediately? And then Evan said, yes, Mandrake, you're a lifesaver. And then Mandrake said, I'm just returning the favor, sir. I wonder if they're going to get more into that. I don't remember from season five if Evan talked about Mandrake and how he came into the picture. But I'm curious as to that that line. But um, Mandrake's listening through the emails and his Bluetooth headset. And then he comes to Abby's ma- uh, voicemail. So Abby called Evan. Ah! <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy. And so Mandrake says... Uh, sir, you wanna you're gonna wanna listen to this voice message. And the way that Evan's reaction was, it was so darling. It was so cute. He's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she called." Can you? And then he, he um, Mandrake was like, "Would you like for me to play the message again?" So he's like, "Yes, yes, yes, please." Like it was just, it was so cute. It was so adorable. So we come back from commercial, and um. Evan is talking to Abby in the O'Brien office and their exchange is so them like Evan is incredibly eccentric and it comes out so much within this scene in the way that he even asks her out on a date. And he says, actually, let's do two dates because, you know, the first date we're all nervous and then the second date we're really ourselves. And then he said, I would like to work out the details of our first date. And then Abby said, well, can I work out the details of our second date? And he was like, damn, then they stood up and they did a um they did a handshake and it was just so like Robert Buckley is a G Robert Buckley is it he's the best I am so glad he's a part of this cast he's playing the mess out of Evan Kincaid and I don't think anyone else could play Evan Kincaid per 
medley. I loved it. Then we get some um we get some insight into Brie and Luke. They seem to be taking things further with their relationship. But guess what? They're out and um drinking coffee in front of Sally's and dad pulls up in his pickup and he's like, Well, what is going on here? I didn't know that dad didn't know about Brie and Luke. And so dad's feeling like, Well, what what in the world? But Brie and Luke are establishing that they like where their relationship is going and they like what's happening between the two of them. Also, Connor is coming back home and mom, instead of taking the job at the Getty and Cali, she is staying home in the big house to help Connor recover. So it's going to be dad, mom, Abby and the girls and Connor in the big house. By the way, the girls have grown so beautifully. It's crazy. Like they are some beautiful girls. Um, they are so tall too, which is crazy. And in another um, bunch of scenes, dad puts Luke through the gauntlet. He was like, excuse me, are you seeing my daughter? And Luke is just like, huh? He was like, let me be more specific. Are you seeing Brie O'Brien? <laughs> I said, you better put him through it, dad. I know that's right. And he said, if you ever do anything to hurt Brie, I will make sure, you know, that you will pay. Stuff like that. Threatening Luke. I said, you better go ahead, dad. That was that was such an adorable scene. But in the same token he also offered him a promotion at the bridge (laughs) so now luke is going to be the manager of the bridge which is really really cool and then we get a a moment with connor and his nieces where they're playing this like i don't know some type of weird game but anyway margaret visits them because she has some things that she wants connor to sign and so they have a conversation connor says you know with me, I have to rest and not. I can't go back to work until for about like two months. So I have to close down the office. That means you're going to be out of a job. She's like, I don't have to be. I take the bar this month. I could keep things running if that's okay with you. And so they decide that Margaret's going to keep things running at his law firm or his law office while he's recovering. She plants a big one on him and, you know, they're just coasting and moving. We, I do want to go back. There is a scene with Jess and David. You can tell David is having a like he's having a hard time dealing with all of this. Jess has to take a moment and calm him down, give him a kiss, give him a hug, hold him. Like David's really going through a lot emotionally. And we learn about that in the last few scenes of this episode. And this is one of my favorite moments of any O'Brien episode. It's when the siblings are sitting on Abby's bed eating ice cream out of the pint. It's my favorite thing. It's their bonding moment. And I love that. So the sisters, um, Brie, Abby, and Jess, they're on the bed eating ice cream. And so Jess is like, well, you know, this is our time. Let's share what's going on. What's going on personally. And so Jess starts and she talks about how she talks about how she's really scared. Um, I don't want to say scared, but she says like her having to comfort David, like she doesn't know if she's up for the task because she's so used to him comforting her. And Bree just encourages her like you're stronger than you think. And I totally agree. I'm wondering if this is going to put a strain on their relationship throughout the season because Jess is so used to being the one being consoled and being comforted like David is her rock and now that she has to be the rock that's something that's unfamiliar to her so I'm wondering if that's going to impact their relationship in in some way and then as um like Mandrake calls Abby and Abby's like, well, Mandrake, I would rather Evan tell me that he would like to, you know, take me out on a date instead of you. And she said, and he said, well, if you're free now, just look out the window. And she's like, what? I didn't hear him pull up. 
this fool done bought a yacht. Not a yacht, a yacht, because it was huge. It was huge. He comes up in this beautiful GQ looking suit and Abby is in a sweatsuit. And she's just like, I know you're not about to have me on this boat in a sweatsuit. Give me a second. And so she puts on this gorgeous ball gown. A quick aside, can we find a gala to go to, y'all? Can we find a gala where we can wear a blue dress and some bomb makeup and have our hair up and some heels on and some nails and, and stuff? <sighs> this scene was so beautiful. So he's he's wanting her and dining her with lobster. He's flown in from Maine. His suit is from Rome. They start to dance. And then they almost kiss. Like they're, they, It's almost like they're sucking the breath out of each other. But um, he says, I don't like he pulls back and he's he has some reservations and uh, he says he doesn't want to rush this because he's very impulsive about everything else in his life. And he was impulsive about other romantic relationships, but he does not want to be impulsive with this and he really wants to take it slow. And you could tell Abby was taken aback by that, but she agreed. And it's funny because then they went in all, as if they were almost going to kiss again. But she put his her finger on his lips and said, nope, we're going to wait. We're going to wait till it's till it's right. So we're ready. And I thought that that was so, so cute. And so the next episode is going to be about Abby. Abby's storyline is her planning the second date and them going on the second date. So one thing that I took away from this, the language is a little bit stronger. There's a little bit more suggestion in it. I don't remember them using hell a lot in the episode in the prior episodes. Margaret says that a couple of times to Connor that he looks like Hades. And then um there while Abby and Evan were eating dinner, um he <laughs> he said, you know, you look beautiful in the dress, but you also you look you still look beautiful with it off. And she you know, she was like and he was like, You know, I didn't mean it like that. I meant you look and it was just like a trip of words. But I'm just like, all right, now we're, 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 we're pushing the envelope. Like I'm sensing the envelope being pushed. And I'm so, another thing I thought about while watching this is that I've been so used to watching the movies that this went by so fast because, you know, the movies are two hour time blocks and this was just an hour. I miss Hallmark television. I know they're, they're working on two TV shows. One is in production right now, but I miss Hallmark television. I don't understand why they canceled Chesapeake Shores. I don't understand why they canceled Home and Family. I miss Hallmark television. I miss Hallmark television. So I think we came out with a bang with this first episode. Um, We don't get much from Kevin and Sarah at all in this episode. I don't know if we are going to get him um, in the next episode either. But yeah, Kevin and Sarah are little to none in this. Jess and David, not so much. They had a couple of scenes, but this episode focused more on Connor and his health, Abby and Evan, Bree and Luke, and then mom and dad. So you guys, we are back at the shores, our weekly Wednesday visit to the shores for the next 10 weeks, leading basically leading up to countdown to Christmas. I did the math. So this is going to take us into countdown to Christmas. It's our last summer slash fall with the O'Briens and although I'm sad um I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how they'll end this um will Abby and Evan get married will Connor and Margaret get married is it going to be a double wedding are Kevin and Sarah going to have a baby will Jess 
and David's relationship be able to survive the things that are going on with his family? Will mom and dad get remarried? I, there's so many, there's so much to, to think about. There's so many ways that this season could go. And I am along for the ride. And I am so glad that you guys are along on the ride with me. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Every Wednesday, we're going to be doing recaps of Chesapeake Shores. So be on the lookout for that, my fellow Chessies. And so I will talk to you guys next Wednesday for episode two of season six. Ciao, my friends.